0: Welcome in, from the Nosebleeds, episode 3, Vince Lobiondo here with my co-host
1: Seamus Doyle. What's up Vince?
0: What's going on Seamus, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm doing good, I'm just confused as to what that song is, but it, it doesn't matter. The Spins by Mac Miller. Oh, well, rest in
0: peace to the departed homie. Great song. Yep. So, uh, how are you feeling today Seamus,
1: you I feel good? I feel really good today, I didn't drink last night so I feel refreshed. Yeah, for once. Yeah, for once. Hey, listen, Sunday night's my night where I can go out. See, Sunday night's my Friday night. You're a big advocate of Sunday fun day. Yeah, because I'm off on Monday. So Sunday night, I come home from work, I have a couple beers, and sometimes that turns into way too many beers. <laughs> but last night, I, 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 uh, I popped a uh, Miller High Life, drank okay. it, and then I went to sleep. So I feel good. Like a responsible adult. Like a responsible, alcoholic father.
0: Well, Seamus, uh, we're, we're, we're one day from you-know-what. Oh, I know. It's a big day for you.
1: Yeah, it is a big day for me. So, why uh, don't you tell the world what that day is? Uh, that day is d- 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 like I wish we had sound effects. Like uh, there we go. That's drum a good roll. S- Taylor, we got to figure out sound effects <laughs> eventually because I would play something that's the uh, sound effect-ish. Well, you tell it, me
2: what you want, I can have it ready. Exactly. See, see this make. is
1: stuff I should do like before the show and exactly. not and
2: not that's, during the show. That's why I was saying it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay, well we'll work on that. But anyway, <laughs> drum roll we'll work please. On that. Hey, do the drum roll one more time perfect spring training pitchers and catchers report tomorrow how you feeling about that i've i'm so excited you ready to get it going well the weather today in philadelphia is, is perfect beautiful <laughs> baseball weather 70 degrees and sunny <laughs> well it's really like 30 degrees and rainy yeah but horrible. Um, but yeah i'm excited
0: not for, baseball weather
1: i'm excited for pitchers and catchers man uh, baseball season is just a time of renewal for me. I, I just feel like a new man every time spring training it, comes around.
0: You're in your element during baseball season.
1: It's like Christmas. Like, I don't get all that concerned about Christmas nowadays because I'm an adult. And, like, forget Christmas season. Seamus Doyle just wants baseball I season. I just want baseball season. And, and I finally have baseball season. I'm really excited. I mean, we have a, we have a Phillies team that, you know, whatever. Yeah, question, question marks. Yeah, it's loaded with potential, though. Like, I'm I'm excited to read about Spencer Howard and Alec. How do you pronounce it? Alec Bomb or Bohm? Boom. Boom. That's ac- how I pronounce it. Do you know, Taylor? No. I do not. Well, I'm excited I'm for it. I'm going for with him. Boom. Well, maybe it's Bomb, maybe it's Bohm, but I'm excited for Alec. Just going to call him Alec? I'm just going to call him Alec because I don't know how the hell to pronounce his last name. We'll have to... They will have to contact his people. Well, I'll look it up, but um, yeah, I'm excited for uh, for for spring training. It, it's it's a fun time of year, you know. You have local sports radio that doesn't really give a shit about baseball, but nowadays they'll start like having like uh, like I'm sure Joe Girardi will be doing some interviews, and and they'll all like do a show or two. Well, he
0: uh, do you have any idea if he's going to be doing the same thing Kapler did on uh, WIP where he talked to uh, Angelo? I'm sure week?
1: he will. I think that's I think that's like written into their
2: contract. Yeah, I think they're obligated with okay. the. Uh, broadcasting rights yeah there you go.
1: because every manager has done it with with Angelo and yeah I mean like I'm excited for a guy like Girardi to like talk to Angelo because they're both Italian I feel like it's like um it's like two like mafia brothers like talking <laughs> my like, god like like, like as I feel an like, Italian I'm not gonna sit here and listen
0: to you stereotype that we're all a part of the mafia
1: like Angelo already did an interview with with uh Girardi and um like like they get along so far but that doesn't mean shit because it might he hasn't not be managed as fun. the game.
0: It might not be as fun cuz uh, I always loved to listen to Angelo and Capler go at it.
1: Yeah, but that seemed to me to be so contrived and like 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 we all knew that Kat- uh Kataldi didn't like Capler. Oh yeah. Like most people in the city didn't like Capler. Right. Like he's like I feel like Capler's like like more in his element over there in San Francisco. Like that like it's more laid back. Like I feel like nobody cares hey, about you know. like like they have a they have a good fan base I guess I, I like I'm not even sure if they do because the only time probably I, better suited for them. Well, the only time I really watch a Giants game in San Francisco, like when they're in like a Giants like home telecast or away tele, is if the Phillies are there. Yeah. Like and like I guess they they do all right, but I like I'm curious to see how Cap going to do. I don't really care. I like I'm not rooting for him to to fail. Oh yeah, I have
0: no. Uh no hate towards the guy. I no, wish him all the best, as, uh, and except for when he plays the Phillies.
1: Yeah, but like I just don't think he's a good manager. Like I, like I know that Girardi's a proven manager.
0: Yeah, that's so. That's
1: what we needed, isn't? uh th- I'm pretty sure that I
0: read somewhere a while ago that Girardi is the first Phillies general manager hire that has previous playoff experience. You mean prior managerial to hire? Whatever. Yeah, he's the first one to have playoff experience
1: prior to getting the job with us like the first one ever in the history of the Phillies well that makes sense to me I guess but I'm not sure I would have to check the record Yeah, I'll fact check it later but that would be it's the first one in our uh, that's that's insane definitely in our generation
0: every manager that the Phillies have ever hired assuming this is correct every manager that we've ever hired had no playoff experience
1: well like I go back to like Terry Francona when he wasn't he a manager when I was alive I, like, I was born in 96. Wasn't he a manager of the Phillies at one point?
2: Terry Francona. Francona. I, I don't think he was head, but maybe, I maybe, like, know. part of the staff.
1: I think he was the manager for a minute. But anyway, Larry Bella, I guess, didn't have any previous managerial experience before the Phillies. And then Charlie obviously didn't. Like, people – remember, like, people, like, didn't like the fact that we were bringing in Charlie Manuel? Yeah. oh, uh. Fran- Francona was the manager 97 through 2000. All right, so I was one years old, and I remember <laughs> it well. I remember every post-game press conference when I was one through, what, four? There you go. But I guarantee you he didn't have any uh, post-season managerial experience. But that's good. At least we have a guy li- like Girardi. I mean, he beat us. Right,
0: I mean, I feel like that should be like something that you really take into effect is someone with experience in the playoffs well
1: that's the route the Phillies were going this offseason they wanted a guy with experience they bring in guys like Dusty Baker and Buck Walter to interview them and those guys all obviously have playoff experience I can't tell you how happy I am that we ended up with Girardi over me too of guys. although I am happy for Dusty Baker like yeah. I think we talked about this before like I'm happy that he's going to have a chance to like actually win even though he's with that that Houston organization that's going—they basically
0: threw Dusty Baker at them like another punishment.
1: Oh uh, well, here's the thing. Like, did you see AJ Hinch, the manager uh, of the of the Astros, the, the well, now, the now fired manager of the Astros, the ex managers uh, yes. Astros manager? Well, like he did a thing on MLB Network where he was like trying to explain himself and like how how sorry he was, and uh, it, it's like, dude, like you have didn't, no balls.
0: Didn't, didn't uh. uh I know that you're not very cultured on this, but Rihanna once said in a song, "I know you're only
1: sorry you got caught." I'm not very cultured in pop music. Exactly. I I, I beg to differ. Well, like I I don't enjoy what it. What song is that from? I don't know. That's I don't I care. Anyway, what what she I, want, What are you part of she, Rihanna's she, she,
0: like fan fest? I'm actually her biggest fan, so oh. yes.
1: But anyway, she that.
0: said, "You're only sorry you got caught." That's how I feel about this. They don't. He's sorry you he got caught.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, well, if he
0: didn't get caught, he'd be doing it, and he wouldn't care.
1: Well, I had the I had the laugh at one point because he was interviewed by uh, one of those guys at MLB Network, uh, Todd Ver Tom Verducci, who's a good baseball writer. He knows a lot about the game, but he was interviewed by him, and like uh, one of uh, AJ Hinch's responses was, "Oh, well, like when I had the the uh, I sat down with the owner Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, and we kind of like." Uh, came to the conclusion that I was going to like not be the manager of this team anymore and and he was like, Well, the first thing I thought of was I had to text or I had to get my kids out of school before they got the notification on their phone and it 's like why uh, it 's like dude like you 're not like dying or you 're not dead you got fired and like i don 't know I thought that was pathetic, and he kept making excuses like i didn 't like it i didn 't like what was going on, so I smashed the t v like, he smashed the TV that they were looking at the uh, the signs off of. But then again, you didn't do anything. You didn't right. call... Right,
0: he, did, he did literally the bare minimum. It's like, oh, I destroyed this TV. Uh, but, you know, he, I guess he didn't think that they're part of a million dollar organization who can afford another TV. Right. Well well that's not even the
1: point. He was like well the point of me smashing the T V was to Well, like it was supposed to be symbolism? Yeah, it was supposed to send a sign that I didn't like what was going on. Now then do something
0: about why it. Why wouldn't you hold You're a- the manager of the team. Why wouldn't Step you hold up? a team meeting? Right. And say, hey, stop doing this. As the manager of the team, you shouldn't be dropping hints by smashing TVs. You should be uh pretty straightforward about it.
1: Yeah, I'm like that's a thing
0: I don't understand like maybe, about it. Maybe maybe I could see if it was one of the players that didn't want to come forward, so they anonymously smashed the TV as like a as a sign. Right. But when you're the general manager of the team, yeah, when you're the, you should probably be a little more straightforward. Well, when you're the
1: skipper, yeah. as as they say. As they say, I never understood that term, by the way, the skipper, but that's just like an old baseballism, I guess. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things about baseball culture
0: that don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Add that to the list, but yeah, I I don't get why you would like, you're supposed to
1: like be like an authority. Like, like that's what I don't understand. Like if you don't like something, you should call a team meeting and say, Hey, stop stealing signs. I don't like the you, fact that we're cheating. You are literally in charge of the team. So I don't feel so, bad for A.J. Hinch. I think not he was, at all. I think he was handed a team that was made up of superstars, and that's how he won a championship to go along with the cheating. So it's like, it's not like that A.J. Hinch is the reason why the Astros won the World Series. No. And why they're so good. It's because they have talented players, and they cheat. So like, right. I, 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 like A.J. Hinch, he's suspended from baseball for a year. I, I guess he'll get a job after a suspension. He probably but, will. He probably will, but... Or, uh, I, I don't
0: know. Maybe uh, no one will want to... I don't really care. Which is why I think that uh he should be banned, because seeing him get another job would just be a joke.
1: Yeah, I, well, I agree. And then, like, the guys like Alex Kaur as well, but... I mean, hopefully the rest
0: of the organizations in baseball will come together and just give them you know do a ban themselves like okay none of us are gonna hire this guy
1: i just find it fascinating that like three managers were 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 fired because of this because of the astros cheating like beltron was hired then before he even manages a game before spring training even starts he's fired yeah he was the one one player core is gone and of course Hinch. well he was kind of the spearheader right that's what they say Now there's like a lot of controversy with that, but I don't know. We went way off track. But getting back to Joe Girardi, I think it's going to be good. But I think their pitching coach is going to be the key here. I think uh, Brian Price, former manager of the Cincinnati Reds, yeah, he's the new pitching coach, and I think that he has to work with guys like even like Arietta. Maybe working with him will I don't know knock some of his ego into play. But then again, you can't really change a guy like Arietta because he's so set in his ways he's a major yeah. league vet he's been there done that and he, like if the guy doesn't care he's not going to care
0: i'm open to someone trying to change that guy because as it stands right now i can't stand him yeah i can't stand him either really like to his, be honest
1: like he's just he seems like just a shitty teammate
0: his personality stinks like as a teammate and then his play on the field doesn't make up for it
1: like i could see like if he was like like a good pitcher and he was in he was like an ace of this of the right. staff throwing other guys under the bus like that's not good period but like I could handle it like better. I've said a million times he's the kind of guy
0: to go out and he'll pitch a good game and he'll throw all his teammates under the bus and then after that the next four starts just a bunch of stinkers
1: yeah so I mean I'm not expecting much from Marietta he had like the he had no. like offseason surgery we and need uh, we need
0: Nola to go back to what he was two years ago
1: well Nola's going to be the ace and Wheeler's going to be the number 2 and I guess Eflin's going to be the number 3 and Arietta right. is going to be the think number 4. Like I is going to be
0: the ace but you got to hope that he's not what he was last year because if if But
1: he did turn it around last year. He did turn it
0: around, but if he was going to be what he was last year for the entirety of his career, I think we can both uh agree that he's not going to be an ace.
1: Well, it would be disappointing, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like that's why like if the Phillies like went into this offseason They get Wheeler, fine. Like I'm happy with it. He's a good pitcher. But he's inconsistent. So if they get another guy to compliment the Wheeler signing, like another starter, even like a lower tier starter, I'm not saying like they should have went out and spent all that money that the Yankees did on Garrett Cole, because I think that's just absurd. But like if they even got like a lower tier guy, and I don't know, I forget the names that were out there, but there were some names out there. And it's like maybe I would feel a lot better about this about the season if they got like another like lower tier uh starter. Because like the the usual suspects of like Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez just the idea of one of those guys being the number five, it doesn't really give me a lot of hope for the season. Because no. like and like people say, Oh, number five's like whatever, he's the he's the fifth starter. Who cares? Well, on a team that's gonna like win a division, even especially in the National League East, which I think is the one of the best divisions in baseball this year. Um, you have the World Series champion uh, Washington Nationals. You have the Atlanta Braves that won. Didn't they win a hundred games last year or something?
0: Some like that. A-
1: and they got better. And and the Marlins are getting better. Like even the Marlins are getting better. The Mets have good players. So it's like this this division is a division where you can't really. Have any holes if you expect to be in there in September, right? And I think the Phillies have glaring holes, but you know we'll see, we'll see what happens in spring. That's why spring training is exciting because you get to see pitching pitching prospects like Spencer Howard. You get to see Sir Anthony Dominguez, who's who's battled a lot of injuries.
0: Isn't it uh? This is random. Isn't it funny how we used to always joke about uh, Sir Anthony's first name? We're like, isn't it so cool to have someone? Named knighted Sir on the team, and oh, now yeah. we really do have
1: someone that's knighted yeah, on the now Phillies. We, now <laughs> we have Sir Didi and Sir Anthony, and hopefully both of them are major contributors. I just thought that was funny. We always used to joke about that. Now we really have a knight now on we the have team. A knight. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. Sir Didi, who's going to be our starting shortstop. So Very the in- happy about that. So the infield set, Kingery's going to play third. Uh, DD is going to play short. Segura is going to play second. And Hoskins is going to play first. And hopefully one Chris Bryant will be playing third. See, that's that's, that's the interesting w- what thing. Do you,
0: what do you think about that, Seamus? Because I know a few days ago on MLB Network, it seemed like the talk started heating up. You know, they threw out that graphic that went all over Twitter of the Phillies' potential lineup with uh, Bryant in there. What are, What's your takeaway from this?
1: Well, I think, I think Bryant is a hell of a player. He's an MVP. He brings a lot to the table, offensively, defensively. Right, the face of the Cubs, arguably, I guess, even though they have uh, Rizzo and uh, Baez and all those other people. But uh, he's a great player. So would he improve the Phillies? Obviously, fills an immediate need. It does fill an immediate need. And but he's it, a great, yeah, and he's a great player. He's, he's a friends great of, player. Friends with Bryce, right? I guess. Pretty sure they're both from Vegas. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're both from Speaking Vegas. Speaking of which, did you see
0: who uh Chris Bryan was working out with uh, about I think it was last week?
1: I saw he he posted or somebody posted something on Instagram. Him and uh and Stott. Who's one of, who's in the Philly system. Yes. That's interesting. I mean it's interesting, but I hate that I hate when they do this to us. Like I hate when they troll us like this because it's like Oh my god, following uh Reese commenting
0: on all of Bryce's pictures last yeah. uh but, but oh, all man. that
1: like that came to fruition.
0: Yeah, so you just gotta hope the same thing's about to happen.
1: Yeah, but it's like I treat this like like how like the whole uh, NBA offseason thing went when LeBron James was a free agent. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, never, his son is checking out every goddamn school in the Philadelphia area. They always say that, but that but that just turned out to be bullshit. I never really
0: bought into the LeBron the Philly thing solely because my mind couldn't wrap around the greatest basketball player. In my opinion, of all time, coming to play for Philadelphia,
1: right? But but like it's, I feel like it's the same thing when like these these uh, prospects in the Phillies organization take pictures with Chris Bryant and post them to their Instagram stories. Yeah. Like I, I like I feel like that's just like they're trolling us, and I'm sure they're not, but that's just how I feel. I feel like that they're trolling me. John Middleton just needs to just needs to do it.
0: Like I, again, I've heard people say this, and I can agree more. You. You wrote the check with your mouth when you said things like stupid money and you said things like we're focused on nothing but bringing the championship back to Philadelphia. You've said all these things. Go out there, go over the tax,
1: and make these things come to fruition. But that's just the thing. I mean, the guy was a – I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know, dude. That, that, the whole thing just makes me upset. It's like, dude, like you have glaring holes – and you sign Harper. And I feel like we talk about this so far, like every time, but it's like something that we have to talk about because the guy won't, the guy's cheap is what it comes down to. It's crazy. Don't, like, again, just, you
0: can't make comments like that and then not follow it up.
1: Yeah, well, he's not following it up, really. I mean, they, they had two off off-season additions in Gregorius and Wheeler, significant ones. What was
0: your uh, opinion? I don't think we've talked about this on uh, letting Hamels get to mm-hmm. the briefs.
1: Well, whatever. I think Hamels is an aging veteran. I would have liked to bring him here.
0: It, it would have been nice. Cause now, now we got to see him in a Braves uniform, and that's just yeah. Disgusting. But I, I,
1: like, I don't know if he'll be all that good. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think
0: that plugged into our rotation, he'd be our three. I think. I think that I would take him over Arrieta. The well, the only I don't know about that. I don't know. But the I mean, only oi- his numbers. Have, I haven't looked at this, so I have nothing to back it up. But his numbers got to be better. I guess. I like. I don't know either. But I'm gonna I'm look it up in the meantime. But go b- on.
1: But you know what pissed me off, or like it hurt my feelings, sort of. What? I had to go to my safe space for a minute. uh Oh. Is when I found out that Ryan Howard, like help facilitate Hamels to Atlanta? Uh, like like that really hurt my feelings. I felt betrayed right. a little bit. It's sort of like how Chase Utley is a uh like part of the Dodgers organization now. I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, don't like that at all. But uh we were talking about this a little bit on the way here and uh, I just wanted to, you know, talk about it here a little bit more. So your opinion on Roy Halladay getting his number retired. I think Roy the Phillies.
1: I think Roy Halladay was one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Like Correct. Uh, we, we all agree with that. The no-hitter uh, in the playoffs and the perfect game in in, in May of that season I think was, was unbelievable Unbelievable moments in Philly's history. To retire his number before the likes of Howard and Utley and Rollins and all these guys that actually helped bring this city its first World Series championship in 28 years, to me, is a little odd. Now, I know the Phillies have sort of like an in-house rule that they are only going to retire numbers of – uh players that are Stupid members of the role. Hall of Fame but I think that's dumb. I mean, like how uh Ryan Howard, Jimmy
0: Rollins and Chase Utley all might not make the uh MLB Hall of Fame and that's whatever. But when you talk about the Phillies organization and the most important players in the franchise's history, you're going to bring those three guys up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to like sit here and like say, "Oh, Halladay's number shouldn't be retired." Like because like whatever, like it's whatever. He didn't bring a World Series championship to Philadelphia. He had some great moments in, in uh, Philly's pinstripes. And I don't know. It's just like guys like Utley, Howard, Rollins, Hamels that actually helped facilitate a World Series championship. I feel like those guys are more deserving. 100%. I So I'm fine with uh, the
0: retirement of Halliday's number. But I don't like the fact that it came before the retirement of those other guys. Numbers. Yeah,
1: like don't I'm in the same boat as you. And don't get me wrong, I'm
0: not against it. Don't get me wrong, completely understand every th- all the circumstances, but this is only because he passed away, right?
1: I guess. I mean, I guess.
0: Like I, I put it maybe this- his number would still be retired regardless of that happening, but. You can only say it happened
1: this soon because of that. We'll put it this way. They they wouldn't be retiring his number if Roy Holiday was, like, hadn't been killed, if that's what you're trying to say. Yes. yeah, I, I do believe that, that that's why. And again, I
0: don't even mind it being retired. It just shouldn't have been before those other guys. Oh, I agree with you 100%. And, I mean, it's a touchy topic because of what did happen. But, I mean, if you're like Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, or Jimmy Rollins, I'm sure you'd never say this, but they, there's a good chance they're thinking to themselves like, Like damn, like this dude played here for what two years, and his number's getting retired before ours. And he didn't bring a championship here.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like whatever. Like I, I, I'm not going to complain about it. Like I'm not against it. I think it's nice. I think it's nice for the holiday family. I think it's nice even for the Phillies organization. I think it's a nice gesture. But at the same time, I don't know that he's all that deserving of having his number retired within the organization. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I'm not against it. I just don't – I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it, like I said,
0: before those other guys. I wouldn't care if it was after. It wouldn't matter to me. I'd understand the gesture, but that's I the still thing, do uh, understand the gesture. Like,
1: but that's the thing I, I don't understand, like, when people die. Like, all of a sudden, like, people are afraid to say things like that. Like, people are afraid to say, oh, like, I don't agree with Halliday's number being retired. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to uh, but disrespect like, Roy Halliday. i one he, of the greatest of all time. It has Great nothing guy. to do with, like, him – I I just don't get it. Like people are afraid just because somebody has passed away. Like uh, it's, like to talk, like they feel like that that's talking shit, but like it's it's not because I would have had the same feeling like even if he was still alive. So like I try to be a consistent person.
0: I I completely agree with that. Uh also, I looked it up. It looks like uh Hamels recently has been putting up like pretty much better numbers than Arietta. I mean, it, that's not hard to the do. Over the last 2 years, better ERA, more strikeouts. Uh looks like they're Uh, Hamels has a slightly better win, yeah, he has a better win percentage. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he's, I've never heard of him being a piece of shit to his teammates, so.
1: Well, no, I haven't heard that either. Well, thanks, Ryan Howard, for sending him to the Atlanta Braves. I appreciate it. I don't like that he did that, not at all. Like, that's messed up, but whatever. Does he work for the Braves? He played for the Braves, like, that was the first team he went, he played in the organization, that was the first team he went to after the Phillies cut ties with him.
2: Well, maybe if the Phillies paid him, he would help him out more. Yeah,
1: I guess, but now I hate him even more because that's his
2: reasoning. You hated him to begin with?
1: No, I don't. No, I'm saying I hated him for facilitating the Hamels thing, if that's even okay. true. I just read about it. All and right, I believe so, everything I read on the internet, Taylor. <laughs> everything.
0: Anything uh anything else you wanted to talk about based on the Phillies here? About
1: the Phillies? Yeah, I could talk for 4 hours about the Phillies. I could do like my own like afternoon drive show about the Phillies and just talk about them. But like uh, yeah, one other thing in all seriousness, since we're limited on time, is Sir Anthony Dominguez. I bought him up for a reason. I think if Sir Anthony Dominguez has a healthy, healthy spring, if he's in last year, he wasn't in shape at all. His velocity wasn't there in spring, and he was just a disaster in spring training, and pretty much a disaster throughout the entire season because he was injured. I think while we just have a thunderstorm going on right above our, uh, right above our heads go on. But anyway, Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think, is going to be a huge, huge, huge asset to this team out of the bullpen if he's in shape and if he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, a guy like that, we need someone to step up as a closer, so... But like that could also like help or out pitcher. that could help out Middleton and Clentex case. Oh, well, we didn't need to go out and get another big reliever because we knew Sir Anthony Dominguez was going to come out and like have a strong year. Oh, they're hoping that happens. And I'm hoping it happens too. Because he would be a huge asset if he's right coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, we could use anyone out of the bullpen at this point. I'm just saying keep your eye on Sir Anthony Dominguez this spring. Keep an eye on him. And also keep your eye on center field because left field's a lock with McCutcheon. Right field's a lock with Harper. The infield we just went over. The catching situation's a lock with the JT Romuto, who, by the way, they're going to arbitration with. He's got an arbitration hearing with the Phillies next week. He wants $12.4 million. The Phillies offered him $10 million, so they're going to have to settle that case. Romuto is not being greedy. He just wants to, uh, I think I read that he wants, like, uh, respect for catchers financially. Best catcher in baseball. To go up, like, because he doesn't think that catchers are giving respect uh, financially. So anyway, once the, once they figure out the arbitration thing, it's going to be they're going to have to work out a long-term extension for Real Muto, which I'm sure they'll do. And he's he wants to surpass Joe Maurer's uh, mega contract that he got for the biggest contract for catcher of all time, which was 20 or $25 million a year. There you go. So, I mean, we'll see what the hell that ends up being. We'll see what happens. But anyway, so the whole thing's secure except for center field. Adam Hazley's probably going to have the job. But so again, if you make if if we made the assumption, which again who
0: knows this will happen, Chris Bryant comes to Philadelphia, he has third. What do you do with
1: Scott? I guess he becomes a super utility guy. Where you trade Segura, like because I like say they make that happen, Or he's involved in a trade, where he goes to the Cubs. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't care. You don't but, you don't even uh, entertain the idea of him in center? No, like but <laughs> he can play center. He's played center, yeah, but like I just don't like it because it's not his natural position. Like if they get Bryant, I think they're going to have to, and they keep Kingery, I think they're going to have to play him at second and just swap Segura. I don't know. I, I don't like the whole idea of Kingery just bouncing all over the boys because it clear it gets at his head at the plate. Yeah, and we need him to be a good offensive player. Yeah, I mean it's weird because he is great at like every position defensively. Yeah, well, he he's very good. Well, he he sort of developed into a super utility role type thing, yeah. but now they want him to be an everyday starter, and we'll see what happens at third yeah, base. We'll see. Next time we're together here, uh, spring training will have already been started, so we'll have a little bit more to talk about. One more thing. Go ahead. There's going to be a competition in center field, whether you know it or not, this spring. Roman Quinn, Adam Hazley. I'm telling you right now, for the All first right. time in his career, in his life, probably. Roman Quinn is not going to have any more injuries in his entire life, knock on wood. That's a- That would be amazing because I think Roman Quinn, of all people, deserves the starting center field job. I think he should be the starting center fielder of the future. I hope the injury shit's done with him because he's a guy that I would like to root for and I do like rooting for, but he has to prove to me that he can stay healthy and that's been a problem his entire career, his minor league career, his major league career. He can't stay healthy. I hope for once, beginning in spring training tomorrow. Well, he's not a pitcher or a catcher, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Beginning this spring, I hope he stays healthy. I hope he tears it up. And I hope that he gives Adam Hazley a run for his money. Amen. Hey man, I'd love to see it. Uh, you love to see a good uh, position battle. you love to see it. I just hope you didn't just jinx him. I don't think I did because I knocked on wood, Vince. All right, we'll but see what happens. Also, one more thing. Rosters expanded 26 men this year. That's a big deal because the Phillies signed 3,895 Major League veterans that are going to compete for that. And that's not an understa- That's not an overstatement. They signed Logan Forsythe. They signed Josh Harrison. They signed all these players that are going to compete for that 26th uh, spot on the roster. So that's going to be – what I'm trying to say is there's going to be a lot of battles in spring training for roster spots. They're going to be playing out of their minds. So go ahead. There, there we go. go. Uh, You'd love to see that. you know. You love some healthy competition. Of course. So, uh
0: transitioning from the Phillies, I figured let's talk a little sixers, so uh last night, <laughs> uh <Joel Embiid laughs> you see what and, I did there? yeah, he tried uh saying he was talking to himself. I don't really get how you I like how people are out
1: sh- well first of all it was I don't out. really care I don't care at all by the way, it was obvious like what he was doing, and i i I like how people are like pretending they're outraged by it. I love it, dude. I like I don't think it's a big deal. Joel is in
0: at his best when he's trolling, and even if he's if he's if he's gonna troll us, I mean they did boo him. Who cares? In intro, so.
1: Who cares?
0: Right, I don't care. But he definitely just lied when he said he was talking to himself because you don't just tell yourself to shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, why would he tell himself to be quiet? But it it,
0: it literally doesn't matter. But uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about, so last night, uh, Glenn Robinson III, who we received in we the just trade acquired. with uh Golden, Golden State. State. He played in his first game. Alec Burks did not play. Um, I don't understand how he just made his debut for this team last night, and Burks has still not. This trade happened. They're, they're basically. This bench players. This, this trade Maybe basically happened. Ha- it doesn't make any sense, though. Every other team that traded for players, they've all made their debuts. I think actually Idala made his first game but last night. But it's not night. like
1: they're significant additions.
0: But we traded players away for them. Yeah, that's fine. So but you need all your guys on the team. Well, maybe my point maybe is what they? Po- no, there wasn't. They just weren't here. It was just taking them forever. What did they walk?
1: Wait, so they didn't? They didn't arrive? Is that what you're, you're saying that's to me? That's what people were saying.
0: Yeah. No, oh, that's a little bizarre.
1: <laughs> they were traded, basically.
0: Uh, basically, Wednesday, February fifth, the trade happened at like midnight. So technically, it was the sixth. But since then, there have been three games. All right. Like. How does that happen? Well, there's a whole second half what of basketball it, What played. They play. fu- they they fucking backpack through America to get here?
1: I guess maybe maybe they're having some like some uh stop at all the landmarks? I guess the NBA's like uh travel thing isn't isn't so good. But like who cares, dude? What they're are not, you, they're what not significant you d- yes they are. Players. They literally are. We traded for these guys because we need them. All right, so they're going to it's going to take a couple days for them to get here. What's the big deal? It, it, this didn't happen to any other team but us. All right. I just think it's weird. I guess it's a little bizarre. I wouldn't lose sleep over it, though. It's not like it's immediately I mean, impacting I didn't say I'm losing sleep over I'm it. just saying it's so like...
0: But it is immediately impacting the
1: team. Why? They just won uh, two games in a row. Well, last night, Glenn Robinson played... And the Turkish guy's going crazy, isn't he, Taylor? Yeah, I was going to say. How about that? See, I take I was full responsibility. This Seamus that.
0: planted his flag in uh, the, the, the
1: Corp this Fan Club. This guy's turned into like LeBron James ever since I said that. He's going to drop
2: 80 points from here on out every single night. Back yeah, to he back, was, he was solid for like a month before you even pointed him out. Yeah, yeah, but
1: he wasn't dropping 35 points, was he? Well, he dropped 31. Well, same thing. Four or less yeah. points. Hey, you're round to the nearest 10th from where I came from. Right, Taylor. So
2: wouldn't that be rounded to thirty? It right, doesn't
1: matter, dude. It doesn't matter at all. So anyway, uh,
2: wait. Which Sixer player are you blessing next, then?
1: Uh, I got to think. I got to look at the roster to get it, to to see who's even on the team, and then Jesus. I'll get back to you. Well, anyway, for uh, How about this? How about Matisse Thibel, who looks like a little child? He looks like he's five years old. Did you ever just take a good look at Matisse Theibel? He he's, is younger
2: than you. He's also like 6'6", six, six probably. Yeah, but like he's got the face of, of a baby. Uh, it's called a baby face.
1: He's got a baby face is yeah. what he has. He's younger than you are. so. Oh, that's great, Vince.
0: I'm saying, of course he's going to look
1: young to you. Oh, sorry. But here's the thing. I think Matisse Thibel <laughs> is going to get my blessing next. Okay, because I just. I mean, he's to... already pretty good, though. Wait a I don't minute. think he needs it. He's not that good. Bless Raul Mito. You, you, he needs it. You know who else needs it? Mike Scott needs it, Mike too. Mike Scott needs it. Mike Scott needs it badly. He needs something. So I'm going to bless Mike Scott and Matisse Thiebel, but mostly uh, Mike Scott. You're so generous with these. Anything else you want to say uh, before we break down the game from last night? Uh, we're going to break th- I didn't watch the game. Well, I'm, g-
0: I'm going to talk about it then because unlike you, I'm culture. I'm oh,
1: sorry. I had to work and I had to provide for my family. So, all right. I, I didn't get a chance to 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 watch the highlights because I went straight to bed, and this I, morning I worked out. I thought Sunday was your Friday. Sunday's my Friday, yeah, meaning I still have to, I still have to work. Well, this game. What time were
0: you done work? Ten. The game was still on. Oh, it was still on. I don't get back till eleven. <laughs> Just sounds like you're making up a bunch of excuses. Oh, to me. it
1: sounds like I'm a hardworking man, and How I need are you my sleep. You're such a
2: boomer. A boomer, really, yes. What do you mean a boomer? You just went on a rant about how late you have to work, and you just talk about seventies music.
1: You know, eighties music first of all, and some sixties music. But that—that's besides the point. I'm just—I just get attacked. I feel like I'm at a roast every time I come in here because I'm just trying to talk <laughs> with the sixes, and you just go off on random tangents. Well, no, because I said, listen, I blessed the Turkish guy, the Turkish guy, Furkan. What the hell is his last name? cork Corkmass. I blessed him a couple weeks ago. I said, "Man, this guy's my guy." Maybe you should start
0: watching the games
1: too. I man. said, "I do. I do usually watch the games. I'll go to Barnaby's in Havertown with Pat O'Leary, and we'll watch the games, and I and, and I break down the games with Pat O'Leary, friend of the show. All right. All right. So don't tell me Fair that enough. I don't know anything about the, me, the Sixers
0: because I do know a lot about the Sixers. All right. Um." Should we just move on? I feel like you're very angry. I'd like to talk about the, the g- Break down the game. All I was going to say is just Break uh, it down, damn it. Your boy Furcon, 31 points in 32 minutes. Yep. Uh, shot 12 of 17, 6 for 11 from three. He had 17 points How in the first quarter. How many rebounds did he
1: have again? Five.
0: Okay, good. He, he, he's a guard. No, it's whatever. But uh, Al Horford finished the game with a whopping zero points I in hope, 30 minutes.
1: Listen, that uh, one more thing. Al Horford, I don't know anything about basketball you could say. I hope that that guy like tears his ACL. Oh no! Please, I, I'm, okay. okay. I'm we're not
0: wishing injury on any player, I especially wishing, on our
1: own teams. I am wishing injury on Al Horford. All right. Well, I simply and, don't endorse this. And listen, Elton Brand should be fired because apparently he was going around saying, "Oh, we're not going to listen on on Al Horford. We don't want to trade Al Horford." That was the time you could. There were teams inquiring about Al Horford. If any teams inquiring about Al Horford, no, you weren't. trade him. Yes, there His were.
0: Con- His contract. His now. contract is not good it to trade. B- but
1: also, listen. But there were people that were saying, like they're telling teams that were inquiring on Al Horford, which means which that there's that. They're, yeah, I don't according know. according what, to who? Do you think I'm an NBA insider? Well, according to who are you getting this information? I heard it on an interview on the the radio. WIP.
0: Okay, I didn't hear any of this. Well, I, well, you don't listen to the radio. Al, Al's contract is not good. And I don't think a lot of teams want to take it on. But also, Listen, don't I kill think, the
1: messenger. Okay.
0: I think the reason he's not looking great this year is because of Brett. I think it's more on Brett than it's on Al. Obviously, he's not playing exceptional, but I think that the reason this team suffers the most is because of Brett Brown.
1: You hold don't on. think it's because of the uh, clashing egos of Simmons and Embiid? No, and I think You, you that's... don't think that, that You think that that's just a made-up narrative? Yes. Well, how how could you how could you think that that's a made-up narrative when it's obvious? How is it obvious? It's obvious that those two don't like each other. According to what? They don't play well together. Yes, they, they do. They don't. Dude. They're they are they're uh Dude, first of all, hold up. Why I i not tra- stutter here. Why not trade Embiid? Just trade Embiid and get the players oh God, that you I'm need to, to play you. around Simmons. Dude. You gotta, uh, trade one of them. So this these guys
0: apparently just can't play together, even though the last two years they've won 50-plus games, and last year they were one of the greatest buzzer beaters of all time away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, they're not Kobe and Shaq. They're not good well, enough. No for, one said they're Kobe and Shaq. Well,
1: all I'm saying is they're not Kobe and Shaq. They're, those two didn't no like each Kobe other. No one's Kobe and Shaq. They didn't like each other, but they still stayed together for as long as they could. These two aren't Kobe and Shaq, so they can't do it.
0: Why can't they do it? They don't even. What evidence do you have? They hate each other.
1: I just think it's obvious.
0: Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. When a guy, where's the smoke? And you just said it's obvious. So why is it obvious?
1: When a terrible, terrible player like Richardson has to call a team meeting, he's not terrible. Well, irrelevant. What? When he has to call a team meeting and say that there's something going on, it's a bad situation. And you can't blame it all on the coach. A lot of what
0: you just said, I would like to rip into right now because a Josh Richardson
1: horrible. He's hurt, dude. Who cares about what he First has to say? First of all, say? he's actually what? I don't even know. Why is he the leader, dude? If if Simmons and Embiid are the superstars, why does he have to call the players-only uh, meeting? Who the fuck cares who calls the meeting? Well, because there's no leadership there. Well, yeah. I mean, Embiid and
0: Simmons aren't the leaders right now. But, but they should be. If they're the two superstars on the team, they should be the leaders. They're very
1: young still. No, they hate each other. And they're jealous of each other.
0: What? Seamus, you understand how dumb you sound, right?
1: I guess. I guess I sound like every other sports writer that, uh, that's been writing these articles.
0: They are also stupid. Yeah, because they're around the team. So how the hell would they know what's Who's going on? Who's around the team? Uh, NBA beat said writers. Who's beat a- writers. I haven't seen a legit Sixers beat writer say that the, those guys hate each other. Well,
1: I guess that's why you don't, you don't consider people that you don't like the shit that they write about. You don't consider them to be legit. No. The only people that I've heard
0: saying this shit is WIP hosts. And they're notoriously jackasses. Oh, yeah, that's true. So
1: they're not notoriously all
0: jackasses. Not all of them. Sorry, I don't want to stereotype here, but there's no evidence of them not liking each other. They're they're playing a bad year. So what? They play one bad year and they fucking despise each other? No, that's not how it works.
1: Well, I just think when your team's expected to be in the finals or at least legit finals contenders, we haven't even, at even the hit the, of We of the haven't season. even
0: hit the All Star break yet, dude. The NBA is notorious for teams turning it around. We're not even that far off, dude. We're we're separated by like two games with the next, you know, the, all the, uh, I think this third through like the sixth seed are all separated by like two games.
1: Well, what's their what's their road record? Their road record They're is like,
0: like nine, and, under nine and nineteen. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, so so, who, so because of that? that, just, Brett just Brown. the just Brett Brown, not just Brett Brown, but mostly Brett Brown. Mostly, why? Because he can't get his team up for road games. Why? Because he's not a good coach and they don't respect him.
1: Why don't they respect him? Ask them. Well, here's a guy that's been there forever. He's been the he's been the head coach of the Sixers for how long? For a long time. You don't think that he that
0: that they re- maybe think about it like this. Maybe Brett Brown was the perfect guy to get us through the process and get it started for when we're good. Maybe he's not the guy that's uh, gonna take you to the finals.
1: Yeah, and everyone that says that doesn't have an answer. They go like this every time I say, Well, who's gonna replace him? So let me ask you a question, Seamus. Nobody knows Since
0: we don't know who to replace him with, you'd Nobody rather even just have an, an r- idea. You'd rather just not find out that's literally, this is going to be a very drastic uh, comparison I'm going to make here, but that's literally the ideas that go through someone's mind in a domestic
1: abuse relationship. Oh, ooh. This is, Hey, wait a minute. This is his way of bringing up the Udubo Herrera thing again. <laughs> Get <laughs> that's, out of here. Uh, Because I like Odubo Herrera. Listen, listen to me. Hear me out. Oh, I'm not going to leave.
0: I know that he he's bad to me, but I don't think I'm going to be able to find anyone better.
1: I don't think that you should be comparing the that's two. That's Brett
0: Brown. I think that that's... Like oh, Brett not, Brown, not a great coach, but you know I don't know if I'm going to be able to find
1: anyone better, so I'm just going to stick with him. Well, don't you think it's kind of absurd to think about firing a head coach in the middle of a season? Well, no. He's when gonna, you're in contention... Regardless, on, he's going to finish the year. This team's in contention, but people want him gone right now. Who the hell's going to replace him? Well, right now you can't fire him. It's it's too far. Why? Why is it too? You just told me that uh, that the season's not even halfway complete. Why you just not? traded Embiid. Well, who cares? <laughs> what. Because you're, I'm just You're saying, running in circles let, here I'm not running in circles If two, if two players Can't coexist Because why, the egos Are so fucking huge Sheamus Why not get rid Sheamus, of it? In what way Can they not coexist I don't know They
0: have won 50 plus games Two years in a row And we're one shot away From the Eastern Conference Finals
1: You don't think There's a culture problem In there No You don't think there's a, They don't get along You don't think They get along You after? haven't given
0: me One piece of evidence As to them not getting along Why
1: do they play like shit Why
0: do they Because do? they're just Having a bad year They're struggling right now Well, What was what was. Embiid's excuse last year. Ellen Brand built a roster with no shooters knowing his two-star players can't shoot. What was Embiid's
1: excuse last year for always being sick and always being hurt? He was out of shape. Okay, so that's every year then. That's the past two years. I mean, this year he's just, I mean, I wouldn't say he's out of shape. He's just, I mean, he's
0: saying it's because of his hand, but I still don't get how you can draw they hate each other from this. Well, there's no. I just think when there's smoke, there's fire. But I don't even see the smoke. Okay, well then you're blind. I see smoke as to there being just like the team not being good enough. But I haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that our two-star players dislike each other. So you think Brett Brown is the only person responsible? When did I say that? He is the biggest responsibility in my opinion, yes. But he's not the only one. Okay, The players aren't playing good enough. Elton Brand didn't build a roster that complemented his two best players. But Brett Brown makes a lot of mistakes in the way he coaches. uh, Look at Furkan Korkmaz last night. He was on fire, and Brett takes him out in the first quarter. It's like, you got to let him play. He's the hot hand. He also doesn't understand that with the team that he has in front of him, you should be running more pick and rolls. He also doesn't understand you should probably bring out Horford off the bench because the spacing is fucked when he's on the floor,
1: and Embiid has went as far as saying that himself. Also, I think it's a conflict of interest anyway. Like, all right, so who do you think is going to have the decision of firing Brett Brown? Ownership?
0: Ownership and Elton. It can't be Elton. Well, it can, because he's the GM. They're going to obviously work in accordance with him. I guess. And I'm sure they're going to talk to Ben and Joel about it. That they are, whether you whether this city likes them or not, which fucking blows my mind, because we're the only city that loves to run fucking star players out of town. But regardless of whether you like them or not, they are the two centerpieces of the franchise. They'll have what of a say. They'll no, at least shit. get an interview. Do
1: they have all the leverage within the organization. Exactly,
0: All of it. I think that... The Sixers have severely underachieved. I would like to see Brett Brown gone at the end of the year because I think that if we don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, he's done, but we'll see what happens because obviously I still want us to get there. So if we do, and that means he uh, keeps his job, so be it. But something's got to change. This road record, I'm hoping that with the additions of Burks and now Robinson, who played pretty well last night, I believe he had eight points. Um, Whoa. in In the limited minutes he got, he got a, a ten points in twelve minutes. Shot five of six. Yeah. That's all you can ask for from a bench player.
2: He was all making right. really good cuts. Like every yeah. shot was wide open because right. he was cutting well.
0: Exactly. Right. So I'm hoping that with his addition and Burks and just you get, think that those two guys are going to propel us to the NBA Finals? I think that good role players, when they can complement
2: your two best players,
1: can definitely help you.
2: Yeah. They, they need more bench depth, and they yeah. definitely provide. They them. But why pro-
1: didn't they do anything else?
2: Well, but I guess that They're they really
1: are they content with nine and nineteen road records. Well, that's why they made these trades. They they, they acquired two bench players.
0: Seamus, I don't know if you understand the way the tra- NBA trade deadline works, but these guys, they're not just trading all the star players. And if they are, they're going to teams that are like rebuilding, that have a million first-round picks to give up. We're already a team that's in contention. We aren't going to trade a million assets to get one guy. We're trying to trade for role players because we have our two stars we're not looking for the star
1: we have them yeah history. we have them and they're not they're not they're not doing so well because it's rock-
2: shown that you can't change your team drastically at the trade deadline. right we, so so yeah, wait a minute you 100%. said
1: you said the reason why they can't gel together and beat and simmons is because elton brand and company didn't build enough uh around them to, to going them going into the year yes okay so these two guys from golden state are are the ones that that are really going to make it I think Make that they drill. are a significant upgrade
0: over what we had. All right, we'll see. Uh, I 100%. I mean, I I don't mind. I'm didn't. I, I'm not i not going to sit here and act like I didn't like the Al signing when it happened, but to put the most money into another center kind of makes no sense when you really think about it.
1: Yeah, but, they obviously overpaid for that clown.
0: But whatever. Um, let's just hope that the All-Star break some time off. will Sixers will pull their heads out of their asses, and they'll actually do what they were supposed to. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Seamus, to end the show, last 10 minutes, I figured uh talk about some XFL football. Oh, so, uh, let me hear your thoughts. Did you watch any of the games? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces of it. So, I uh, I definitely watched, uh, I know for a fact I watched the full first game, which was the DC Defenders versus, ah, uh, oh, shit, who did they play?
1: I have no idea. Uh,
0: I can't remember who they played for a second. They I won. R- they won, so I oh, guess that's why I them. can't remember. Uh, they have ex-Eagle Donnell Pumphrey playing for them. Uh, he How looks about like, that? He actually looks like shit even in that league, too. It's kind of funny. That's pretty amazing. Dude, he was... Uh, I can't remember exactly what round he was drafted in for the Eagles. I think, like, third or fourth. He was a seventh-round pick in the XFL draft. That's, uh, that's concerning. See, to
1: me, I'd rather watch college football than that. Oh, yeah, so would I, but...
0: Okay.
2: The
1: Seattle Dragons. The
0: Seattle Dragons, yeah. Okay. So I watched that full game. Uh, Cardell Jones, uh, former Ohio State national champion winning quarterback, he looked pretty good. See, I think that this league will be good for quarterbacks, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, I watched uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers get their shit railed by the New York Guardians and Matt McGloin.
2: That was the worst game of the weekend. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't well, enjoy anytime that. Matt McGoyne is a starting then, uh, quarterback
0: anywhere, it's probably going to suck. And then last night I was tuned in to uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Dallas Renegades. Vince so, uh, is obsessed with the Battlehawks now. I would just like to say officially on the podcast that uh, it was even before me and all my friends, most of them, we have planted our flags with yeah. the St. Louis Battlehawks. All the douchebags in that uh, until, group chat. Until Philly gets a team, I'm riding with the Battlehawks. Uh, I think... Because uh, they have the coolest name. St. Louis didn't deserve to lose the Rams, so I, I, I sympathize with that well, city. There you go. Because LA LA does not deserve two teams for football because they don't fucking show up for one. So St. Louis should have never lost their football team, so you know. I'm riding with the Battlehawks. We're going all the way.
1: No, good for you, We're man. We're going all the way. I hope you have a
0: parade. And you know what else you know what else I can uh relate to with the Battlehawks? They beat they beat Dallas week one. Like you gotta love it.
1: You gotta love that. Fuck Dallas. Th- that's the only reason why you like them.
0: I mean, no. Until Philly gets a team. Philly, because, honestly, let's talk about it
1: like this. Do you think Philadelphia would give a shit about an XFL team? Yes. yes. Why?
2: Off-season off, off Eagles time, yeah. Right. So you're
1: going to pay $60 to go see It's not going to be $60. Because six. the tickets XFL. are like 20 bucks. Yeah, the tickets are 20 bucks plus parking plus everything else. So I wouldn't do. You it. go for a good time with your friends and oh, watch some okay. football. All
0: right. I know you don't like football, but I do like football. I just not don't like as much. I don't like washed up players that I have no idea like they're not washed up. These are guys that didn't get drafted or got cut early so in their they're careers. they're not good. But they're trying to make a name for themselves, which is interesting because these guys are hungry. They're playing hungry football. They want to prove themselves. All right, we'll see what happens. Dude, I mean, did you, I don't know, I guess it doesn't matter to you, but uh, if you were tuned in on Twitter, everyone was
1: loving the XFL this weekend. Yeah, it, was about it, it was a big hit. about it. was a big hit. McMahon probably paid people to tweet a, a lot about it. It
0: was a big hit. I the ra- it. I'm sure that the ratings were very good.
1: Yeah, probably. They said in it one week. surpassed we- the Super
0: Bowl, I heard. In one weekend, I'm pretty sure they surpassed uh, the entire sales revenue of uh, the AAF, which was trying to fill this role last well, year. Well, the AAF and failed. Sucked. I tuned in the one game to watch uh, Johnny Manziel in that league, and he stunk. So I was like, I'm going to not watch this. But the XFL looks I fun. I like,
1: Canadian Football League is pretty popular. Is that still a thing? I think it's still a thing, but I cannot say that it's popular. Well, it's popular with the uh, Canadians. Canadians, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so. But uh, I like the rule changes. I don't know how much, like, I like the different things. Like uh, the kickoff. Uh, like, give me an the...
1: example of a, of a fun rule change that you like. Uh, so after
0: after a touchdown, the PAT, there's no, there's no extra point kicks. So... You either go for one point from the two yard line two points from the five or three points from the 10. see I like that so a touchdown could potentially be worth nine points I can get behind that right uh, there's no running clock
1: do you think the NFL' is going to look at some of these rules and say hey maybe maybe at the next uh... not something as extreme as the one I just said no but, not that but, but like so,
0: some but of the maybe things there'll that, be one day. that they're introduced but also they took away uh, or they do like college one foot catch um, the kickoffs. Uh, the, so the kicker kicks the ball, and both teams are lined up at, uh, I think it's the 30 or 35 or 40-yard line, and if the ball doesn't reach the 20, the team that's receiving the ball gets the ball at the 45 automatically. That's pretty fun. It, it's interesting. Um, also, there's this is my favorite part of the XFL by far. The reporters have unlimited sideline access, so it's, 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 so it's hilarious. See, that, it so see,
1: that's something that
0: really wouldn't work out well in Philadelphia, I feel like. Oh, well, it's not working out right now. I mean, dude, uh, first game, there was a fight, and the guy walks off the field, and she's like, you know, the reporter is, oh, what happened? What happened? And he says, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he's like, you know, they're just doing a lot of talking. We're just trying to do our fucking jobs. And they, like, <laughs> they didn't get the, the censoring quick enough. See, they're going to have problems like that. But they're not going to care as long as it's bringing in money. But I just love it because uh, last night the Battle Hawks versus uh, the Renegades was the first ESPN game of the weekend, and they had Pat McAfee doing the sideline. See, reporting, that's and great. I fucking love that guy. Why he's don't hilarious. they have him
2: doing NFL games? They I have, have him him do I feel like do like, the uh, Thursday college games. Yeah. Oh, really? He's gonna,
0: he'll be there one day. He's
1: an electric personality. See, like I rather I love Tony Romo in the broadcast booth. Well, he's but, great. But, but I rather see a guy like uh, McAfee at least be an analyst of some kind. For uh, for the NFL, he'll be
0: moving. I mean, he, you got to remember, he just got. In, I mean, I know Romo shot right up to the top, but McAfee just got into the game. He'll be up there soon, I think.
1: Yeah, but I feel like he's, Romo's
0: the Romo's the best out though for NFL. I think he is the best.
1: But I feel like a guy like McAfee. I never
0: thought I'd say Tony Romo is the best at anything.
1: Matt Ma- McAfee created a, a lot of popularity with what he's doing right now. He's got a huge following for the brand. So punters. Yeah.
0: Well, of course. Also, another reason I love the Battlehawks. They have former Raiders punter Marquette King. There you go. Great guy. I love that guy.
1: I heard McNabb's going to be a starting quarterback <laughs> next year in 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 the uh, in this league. That, that'll that be pretty fun. Get him get on uh, I, I think McNabb should be on the same team. Maybe bring T.O. and once, uh, uh, once they
0: expand and Philly's got a team, let them let QB for the XFL team. You Speaking know of which, I'm trying to figure out where they would play in Philly. Because do you guys think they'd play on the link? No. I mean, fuck... If, they, Temple, they, if they, Temple can play there, that, would that's
2: exactly what I thought. If get Temple, Temple out of here. There.
0: Like but Temple needs to just pull through and finally build their own stadium and just make room for the XFL.
1: But I feel like they'll probably play at like uh that in West in Chester at that uh, soccer stadium. Oh dear Lord. I feel like it'll be something no. like
0: that. Please, that would be horrible. But like Frank. They really Field. just they really didn't they just said fuck the union. They said all our stadiums are here and then the union play in fucking Chester. That's that sucks.
1: Well nobody really cares about the union. Uh, that's fair.
0: Uh, The people that do care about the union care about the union a lot. They really care about the union. They really care.
1: The five people that enjoy the union really (laughs) enjoy the union. But when the XFL inevitably
0: does well... Because it looks like it's it's going to do well. Because, I mean, again, as someone that just loves football, and you could say I'd rather watch college football. I would rather watch college football. But you know what the thing is? College football is not on. It's over. There's no football on besides this right now. And football is the most popular sport in the country. People are going to tune in to football well, how as long, long as it's entertaining.
1: Well, now how long are they going to make this thing? Le- uh, how I think long? it's 10 weeks. So, okay. So they, they want to have football year-round, basically? Yes. So so why don't th- I wonder why other sports won't try to do that maybe they will. I don't know. But well, like to me to me it's like watching a single a like uh like a single a league or something. F- but but the thing about f- It's like I love baseball. Every it's well documented. Thing and he loves football, but I don't love baseball that much where I want to watch a bunch
0: football of sixteen is inherently more fun to watch than baseball.
2: And I disagree with that. Well, the the popularity of it compared to any other league is monumental, so I think yeah. that's the big difference. All right. I think it's I think I, I'm going to watch it the whole season. I'm
0: you know well, my Battlehawks are are hoisting that trophy. I don't even know what it's called. The XFL Championship trophy. You know what? Do you think they get a parade? I uh, imagine? Imagine the Philly team winning. It, like assuming next year like they come and they do it here. Oh,
1: people would hop on that bandwagon I'm so at,
0: fast. Oh, I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I'd say fuck the Battlehawks if uh the Philly Philly gets a team, of course. And About it's like road. Philly versus- I'm buying
1: season tickets. It's Philly
0: versus Dallas in the championship game. Come on, Seamus. You wouldn't want to just go to a game with your boys and just get obliterated and just watch this degenerate football?
1: If you pay for the ticket, I will definitely go. You cheap fuck. I would not pay He's such a hard-working guy, he can't afford
0: a $20 XFL ticket.
1: Yet I will spend thousands of dollars on Philly's opening day tickets sitting in Section 700.
0: That that fits in with your character. Damn right. We'd be at Frankfurt and Cotman if the fucking Philly whatever they're gonna call it. Oh yeah, was. I'm
1: sure you and the 30 other people that care about the XFL. See, team. Seamus,
0: this is your your this is where you're wrong. You're underestimating how many people did care about this weekend. All right, we'll see. It was a big hit. We'll see if if people in Philadelphia care. Well, not yet. We don't have a team yet. You know, you got to plant your flag somewhere. So let's get you to plant your flag in a team right now. I know you don't care much, but I want to know who you're gonna root for going forward. I don't even know who the hell's so, in it. Okay, ready? We got the Seattle Dragons. <laughs> Seattle Dragons. I don't like Seattle. DC Defenders. I hate DC. The LA Wildcats. <laughs> Fuck LA. Houston Roughnecks. I like Houston. Tampa Bay Vipers. No. New York Guardians. No. St. Louis Battlehawks. All right. Well, you already cleaned the Dallas that. Renegades. Well, you could hop on the Bay. I line. can't I can. hop on da- yeah, okay. Dallas. You can't hop on Dallas or DC. I think I think Eric I think Eric is a, it said he was gonna plant his flag with DC, which all I'm right. very disappointed. I, in for I, that. I
2: might just cause of Cardell though.
0: I can respect that. Yeah. I'll I'll plant my flag with Houston. What are they called? Houston Roughnecks.
1: So guess I what? Like we the ha- roughnecks. guess
0: what, buddy? We play you this week. All right, well, Sunday, six o'clock. You know what? You know <laughs> You're what? You're gonna get your fucking right, ass kicked. All right,
1: we'll put forty bucks on the game. All right. All right. That sounds I'm good. I'm hammering to that. All right, all right. That's a so uh, we're, gonna go on, we're gonna end
0: the show. We're gonna end the show on that note. We will see you guys back here next week, same time, same place. Let's go Roughnecks. Go uh,
1: Battlehawks. Go Roughnecks.